Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Cart Podcast with me, Sim, where I talk about some of the greatest Korean dramas, music, people, shows, and everything under Korean entertainment. I hope you are all having a good day, or had a good day, and let's get straight into this episode. Today, I'm going to be talking about the drama called Chicago Typewriter. In Korean, it is known as Chicago Tadja. It is a fantasy slash romance type of drama. And this drama is yet again a drama that I absolutely loved when it came out and everything about it was just really good. And this aired in April 2017, so that's about four years ago now. And oh my gosh, time has gone so quick. I feel like this drama just came out yesterday for some reason. But yeah, it consists of 16 episodes. So this drama is written by Jin Soo-wan and she has also written the drama Kill Me, Heal Me, The Moon Embracing the Sun. Kill Me, Heal Me is a really good drama, a really good watch. And the drama is also directed by Kim Chol-kyu and he is also directed Confession, Emergency Couple and much more. The characters of this story play two roles. They play their past lives as well as their present. We first have Yu Ayin and she plays Han, no wait sorry, he plays Han Seju. He comes in dramas such as Song Kyung Kwan Scandal, I never can say that word, Fashion King, Discovery of Love, Descendants of the Sun, and is also coming in an upcoming drama called Hellbound. In the drama, Han Seju is a well-known writer and is going through a bit of a slump or a writer's block. Even though he has so many fans around the world and he's very popular for his literature, he is lonely and depressed. Next, we have Im Soo-jung, and she plays John Sol. Im Soo-jung has starred in a lot more films and dramas, but such as uh, All About My Wife, Perfect Proposal, I'm a Cyborg, but that's okay. And she also comes in the drama Search WWW. This is another favourite drama of mine because it has so much girl power. The character John Sol is a vet and she is a big fan of literature. She also has another job on the side where she can do anything. And she has been a big fan of Han Soo-ju's work for a very long time. Next we have Go Kyung-pyo and he plays Yu Jin-ho. Go Kung-po I have recently mentioned before and he comes in dramas such as Reply 1988, Strongest Delivery Man and Private Lives. So in this drama, Juno is, is a sort of past life ghost and he comes out the typewriter that um, Han Seju buys or sort of gets delivered to his house. So he hovers around John Saw and Han Seju and he literally becomes a literal ghostwriter. And finally, we we have Kwak Siang, and he comes in dramas such as Alice, Oh My Ghost, Mirror of the Witch, and Fight From Away, and Welcome to Life. In this drama, he plays Baek Min, who is very envious of Han Seju's writing, and also his father sort of betrays Han Seju when they were younger for his son's benefits as well. So those are the characters. So the plot of this drama is very interesting, and you know me, I love interesting plots that go beyond reality, which is probably why I like this drama so much. But this story revolves around the three main characters who fought for the Japanese occu- fought against the Japanese occupation, which happened in the 1930s in Korea. And they are reincarnated to their present times, apart from the one that gets stuck in the typewriter. This drama switches to scenes of the past as it goes on. And we have Yujino, who basically doesn't really reincarnate. He sort of drifts around the other two because he never made peace with them, which is why he didn't reincarnate. So basically, he helps them out in the present times. In the midst of this, we have Baek Min and his family, which are causing drama with Han Suju as well. 
I really love how this drama mixes the the past lives and the present together because it makes it really interesting and we see the past life story move on with the present life story and the ending is like a mixture of emotions but the way they portray the past and present together makes it really good so if you see it you'll understand what I mean there's like the past you'll understand what I mean why it's a mixture of emotions um in this drama you can also learn about a bit of Korea's history as well in terms of the Japanese occupation which is a really interesting topic if you want to research it but as the drama goes on we basically see how the writer Han Seju basically comes out of his slump and he slowly starts to get on with his work with the help of John Sol as well as Yujino, which is quite nice to see. So moving on to memorable moments. So there in this drama we firstly have Yujino and he basically comes back to the present time as a dog. He runs into Seju's house when John Sol is delivering a parcel to his house as well. And the dog doesn't leave, he just basically sits there and ends up eating Seju's work, which is on a memory stick, shaped in a bone. So there are scenes where Seju is basically cursing at the dog, or he's talking in thin air, but then he, but then, um, basically he's talking to you, you know, and John Saw doesn't know that he's there and he can see this. So basically, Seju thinks that, um, sorry, John Saw thinks that she... He is cursing at her, which is quite funny. And the dog itself is really funny anyway, because um, he eats his work, which is funny. <laughs> um, the scenes from the past are really, really cute to watch, and it makes the drama a bit more classy and elegant. I really like the past scenes as well. It makes the story seem so much more fuller. Um, there was another memorable moment, which I, I remember watching, and it's when Han Soju basically gets into a car accident, and John Saw sees him and saves him. But the way the scene plays out, it seems like um, Seju has a stalker and like the stalker is basically keeping keeping her captive. I feel like this is like this is like a past like film or drama drama plot, but I'm not sure where it comes from. I'm really not sure where but yeah, the way the scene plays out is really funny because he's basically she's basically just helping him get ready. And um there's one section where he's she's trying to give him some liquid food because he can't eat properly. And she's trying to shove it in his mouth and he's like rejecting it, rejecting it, rejecting it. And then she just pinches his nose and he opens his mouth. And yeah, that was really funny. So moving on to the themes and meaningful meaningful points. And a major theme, well, a major slash minor theme in this drama is the Japanese occupation. And this is, like I said earlier, a really interesting topic to research in in South Korean history. And it was a very sad time for South Korea as well. The Japanese occupation occurred from 1910 to 1945. So basically, this went across the First and Second World Wars then. And we have, in this drama, the three main characters and their past lives show how much conflict and how much they did to try and fight the Japanese rule. This is a bit of topic, but I remember watching a recent episode of Master in the House when I'm recording this, it's much earlier, but yeah, the master for this episode was the Gyeongbokgung Palace, which is located in central Seoul. And this was the main palace during the, the Joseon dynasty. And in the show, they explained how, um, basically, this was really sad when I watched this, I felt so, I felt very teary, but 
Under the Japanese occupation, parts of the palace were auctioned and sold off to Japanese buyers. And one of these buildings called Jesundang, and this was where the crown prince used to stay as well, or the, or the crown princess. And it was took apart and taken to Japan in 1914. And this happened as well, just over 100 years ago, which is crazy to think about. And it wasn't that far away. And so Jesundang was brought to Japan and it got burnt down in an earthquake which happened in 1923 in Kanto. And then after this, a Korean man fought to restore Jesundang back to Korea. And this happened in, in about 1999, so basically about 80 years later. The real Jesundang from 1427, its foundations are basically now located in the backyard behind the remade of Jesundang in Gontong, and they were unable to restore it, restore Jesundang on its foundations because of the fire that occurred, and the fire made the foundations very weak, and you could see like soot on the stones as well. So this professor, Professor Kim Jong-dong, found Jesundang and brought it home, which is really sad, and it took a long time for this to be brought home, as, brought back to Korea as well. And this Jesundang as well is very meaningful to the history of South Korean Joseon era dynasty because this was also where the Empress Myeongsong's body was burned by the Japanese as well, which is again even more meaningful to Korea as well. So that's a piece of history that you can remember. Um, another meaningful point of this drama is when the two guys, Han Seju and Yoo Jin they and Bekta Min, they all have grudges. So basically, the theme is basically closing and moving on from their past memories. They all, all these three characters have grudges from their past. For example, we have Han Seju um, has a grudge against Bek Min and his father because they basically took his work and published it in, in not in his name, which was really bad of them. And he has a grudge against this as well. Then we have um, Bek Min who has a grudge against Han Seju because he basically feels embarrassed that he's not as good as a writer as as Han Seju and he feels embarrassed in front of his family as well, his father and mother. And then we have Yujin who, of course, is the ghost spirit person that comes out of the typewriter and helps Seju and Jun Sol because of what he did in the past life as well. So there's that as well. Another another meaningful point is Jun Sol's name meaning, which actually means legend. The word John means legend, I think. Jun Sol, sorry, Jun Sol means legend. The whole word Jun Sol, which is really cute and kind of nice because it really does describe a character. She was basically a legend in her past life. Um, fighting the Japanese occupation and also a legend in her present life because she's basically an everything person which is nice to see. So the OST of this drama, oh my god, it is one of my faves. It consists consists of artists such as Salt and Paper. I really love this artist, they're one of my favourites. Beck Yerin, we have SG Wannabe, Kevin No, Bonnie Puri, which are basically a Czech boy choir. I was literally trying to find this music for such a long time. I don't know where it came from, but then... And it, I don't think it was on Wikipedia when I first researched this. I'm not sure. Like they didn't have a Wikipedia page, so I didn't know what they were. But they're basically a, a boy choir. And there is also background music as well, which mainly consists of Nam Hae Sung, Park and Park Sang Hee. I love all the songs on this OST, so it's really hard to choose a favourite. 
but I think my favourite is Salt and Paper with Satellites or Wee Song and also Bekirin with Blooming Memories or Aji Orendun Gyok. So yeah, very good songs in this in this OST. Okay, so moving on to the quote, and this happens in episode three at around twelve minutes, and it's when we have John Saul's dad talking to John Saul and he gave her a stopwatch and it goes like this Aparonen Kwage or Margo. From now on you shouldn't be tied down to your past. Mirai Honjerer Chodang Chabaji Margo and don't waste your present being too concerned about the future. Honjai Irbun Irchoro Song Shirhage Saragatan Dashia Live being true to every minute, every second of your present. And one of my favourite sayings of all time is the present is a gift and it truly is. So that's all for this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And if you haven't watched this drama, be sure to check it out. It is one of my favourites. And the thing I liked about this drama is the past and present coming together. And again, I am a fan of dramas that go beyond reality, which is a really good watch. So you can listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and YouTube. We also have an Instagram page called Cut Podcast where you can see where I'm, what I'm currently watching and also write down your opinions on your favourite dramas and singers and entertainers and whatever. So I'll see you next time. Bye!